Hello and welcome to the DC Daily Drop. I'm Tom. I'm Zach. And I'm Travis. And Krypton has finally debuted on Sci-Fi last night, and it is out there for the world to see. And we have seen it, and we're going to be talking about it, because that is what we do. So it is currently available, if you're interested in watching it. We will start with a spoiler-free, give our thoughts overall, and then we'll get into spoilers later, and and we will warn you about that. Uh, It is available on Sci-Fi's website right now, in the U.S. anyway, for free. So you can check it out there, and then you can also buy the the season pass or individual episodes on Google Play, Fandango Now, iTunes, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I guess let's jump right in. Travis, non-spoiler-wise, what did you think of the first episode of Krypton? As you know, I was pretty skeptical when you first told me about this because a show with no Superman kind of had me checked out, but this was amazing. I thought the visuals were off the charts. Like it was movie quality visuals and sets. I thought that there's so many storylines that we can see setting up going forward between a lot of people, not just main couple characters. And that's hard to do in a pilot because you're just trying to pitch your main storyline in the pilot. But I thought this was wicked and there was a lot of quality actors and actresses in this as well. Yeah, it is. It's pretty easy to see that a lot of time and talent and thought went into this and it it paid off i i think they did a fantastic job there's a lot of shows where the pilot you know is is pretty decent but it ends up not being the strongest or um you know that it gets better from there so i hope that this is their weak effort maybe and it's just going to get better from here because this was this is pretty good i would i could just go with this um but like you said the the quality of just the effects and the sets and everything were really good and uh, it's a small thing sometimes, but it really worked this time is the music, the the score that they have for this is fantastic. It really puts you in, in this like alien world and just sets you up in the right mood for it. So yeah, I was, I was very, very impressed. I was very hyped going into this and I did not get let down. Yeah, I, I think it was really solid start. Uh, very promising for the show anyway. I liked a lot of, of what I saw here. And I, actually, I like pretty much all of it, I guess. There's nothing I really dislike strongly i will say it did feel like a pilot and that's that's not necessarily a bad thing you know just looking at dc tv shows all of them pilot episodes really feel like a pilot except for maybe black lightning which did a good job of standing on its own whereas you know all the other pilots including krypton there's it's fast paced and there's a lot of stories thrown at you and setting things up and i would much rather have that than the other way around so it's not necessarily a complaint um, but you know, you can tell some some character some some moments here and there are a little bit fast. But overall, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I like like the characters. We get to to meet Segal. He's he's instantly likable. I I enjoyed Cameron Cuff's performance. Have good things to say about them about him. The other characters we don't obviously get as much time with, but uh, mostly good introductions and and setting things up there. And yeah, I just like how it's sort of a it's very much puts Krypton first. If you were were wondering about that, if the other superhero aspects or anything like that came into play, it definitely puts Krypton first. And I think it does it in a way that is respectful to the history of Superman, the mythology and everything like that. Obviously it takes a lot from the Christopher Reeve and Man of Steel Superman movies. You can you can tell the emphasis in that and with David Esquire being the creator of the show you can obviously tell his emphasis emphasis and how he 
wrote Man of Steel in that big opening Krypton scene. Uh, but it does take a lot from the the whole history of the character. And I was impressed with how much, for a show that it's really about a time period that has never been explored in comics, I was impressed with how how much comics mythology was put into it. Uh, a lot of terms and everything like that has been, especially in the last 30 years or so of Superman comics since John Byrne rebooted the thing. Uh, definitely a lot of different things in there. And plus some ton fun Easter eggs. And I thought it was you know, very serious, but it still had a fun sort of adventure for a, a relatively dark story. Couldn't agree more with what both of you guys said. I thought that Ian McKinley gave a great performance, even though it was brief. And I'm hoping that uh, we get to see more of his character going forward. I won't say what happened as we're still in the spoiler free stage, but that's the one character I'm really looking forward to going forward. Yeah, non non spoiler wise, I guess. Is there any anything, Travis, that you would kind of stood out as a negative or something that you liked less? So there far? wasn't much at all. Let me honest with you. Like they took from the Man of Steel, which I was a little worried wary they weren't going to take as much from, but they really dove in and there's just so much here. The world is so huge. And for just one single episode, like there's so many different themes going on. I just I just can't wait to see more, to be completely honest with you. Yeah, I I wouldn't I don't know if there's like a specific thing that I'll say this is a, a negative or anything like that, but there's definitely some things that I hope they go in the right direction and I hope get built out more. So I'm I'm more waiting to see what happens before I pass judgment, but it's it's hard with this pilot episode because you want to see you want like they give you this little taste and you want the full fleshed out story. Um and obviously you're not going to get that. So I'm I'm hoping that we get the story that I want to see, but we'll, we'll talk about that in the spoiler talk. Yeah. There's definitely some things that will certainly need further development. And that's the benefit of a TV show format. They've, they've got plenty of time. They've got nine more episodes to do that. And I think, uh, hopefully that will go in. If I had a nitpick, it would be maybe, um, I think it, it does feel like an alien world and we got to see a lot of different things, but at times other than the sets, it almost feels like a show that could be on earth. And I think that's, good in some ways to make it a little more relatable but i would like to see them lean even further into sort of alien stuff and and doing things differently we do we do see a lot of it i'm not saying that we don't but i I would like them to hopefully that's something they can show more in future episodes even more uh alien type of stuff you know what they're how krypton is different from earth and certainly did a lot but i think they can emphasize it even more well, that's probably the same as Black Lightning is going more comic booky as further down the line as we go. Maybe that'll be the same thing for this Krypton show. As the more episodes we get, the more alien it'll be. Yeah. So, so Travis, who would you recommend this show for? I mean, is it just for sci-fi fans? Is it just for Superman fans? Is it for superhero fans? Who do you think this would be? Who would you recommend this to? It's for everyone, to be honest with you. There's that, like I said, there's that many. For now, I'll go with what Zach said too. I can't judge it until i see where all the storylines go but there's so many different storylines there's romeo and juliet themes there's uh secret you people hate each other that you don't really you only see little hints of it there's so many different interpersonal relationships so i think this is for everybody because there's a touch of everything in here yeah um i don't know if i think i still think we talked about this with black lightning i think black lightning is more for everybody than this show is I think you're going to have to, hopefully, it's going to build more of that sci-fi elements. And I think it will it may turn off some people who aren't as interested in that. Um, 
so yeah i th- so far they've done a pretty good balance of balancing the comic book and the the sci-fi stuff so i'm interested to see how that balance plays out going forward um but i still think you probably need to have your foot in one of those camp sci-fi or comic book because other than that i'm not sure if the show will be would be that interesting to someone who's not interested in either of those yeah i'm curious how superhero fans in particular would be interested in this because it one episode in any way obviously it's not heavily into superheroics even though it does have some of the sort of normal superhero and comic book tropes mixed in there i think it's it's not necessarily full-on superhero action for 43 minutes or however long this episode is so um i'm curious on that but i think definitely for science fiction fans if you're interested in seeing other planets and things like that i would primarily look at that and it does have a little bit of the fantasy political drama and stuff that people who like game of thrones but maybe want uh, an outer space type thing uh, i think it has some of that in there that I would be interested in as well and they have sir barris and selmy if you watch game of thrones <laughs> <laughs> well all right i guess we can get into spoilers now uh let's uh let's let's really dive in here what what jumps out at you that we want to talk about first travis uh, I made a note there. I need to see more. Like Val needs to be Jarell for Serge, uh, for Seg in this uh, in his fortress because I haven't seen that yet. But I really want that going forward because we only got a little taste of the character, but he was so powerful. That's really one thing that really stuck out to me. Like I said before, spoiler free. I really loved the performance. It was only minor, but that was the first thing that drove me in. And then there's one thing: the Alora and Darren Vix, I think they're going to have a storyline going forward, and it was only a little thing at the end, but that that hooked me in, and those are the two things that stuck with me is right away. Yeah, I I think I agree with those two. The uh, there's a couple times when we get reminded that this is a a sci-fi show, and they're allowed to do some things that they're not allowed to do on the CW shows, and it it didn't take me out of it, but it just I think I have to like reset my mind frame. Like this is not Flash. This is this is going to be a little bit darker, and that's okay. And I, I actually like that. I just it's gonna. I have to get a little used to that because this is you know the first non CWDC show that I'm committing myself to. Um, little things. Well, we can. I don't know. We can talk about it more. But right now, Adam Strange is not. He hasn't really lived up to what I was looking forward to. I won't say that I'm disappointed yet because. I want to wait and see how his character turns out, but he, it's just, I don't really understand. Like he, he doesn't seem freaked out at all. Like he knows he's supposed to be there. So is he must be the hero form of Adam strange already, but he also isn't really, I don't know. I, I I guess I'm a little conflicted. I want to see more of him and try to figure out instead of just having him pop up every couple minutes. And this is where I was talking about before, like this is the pilot and obviously they can't flesh out that story completely, but I I want to see more of why is he there? What's his past a little bit? Like, how did he get there? That kind of stuff. Yeah, I'll say hopefully we need, yeah, we definitely need more explanation on Adam Strange in the future. I don't have any judgment on that. He was about what I expected so far, and I expect him to be like that for a little while going forward. But um, yeah, they have to explain that more going forward. And Sick. Sig I also a lot of uh, Captain Kirk too. I forgot to put that out there from the new Star Wars movie. He reminded me a lot of that, especially that opening scene. That's interesting. Yeah, he is angry and and uh, a little hostile. I guess he, you know, being rankless growing up there, he has reason to be. 
Um, but yeah, I was surprised how, I guess I like it. He's young and unrefined. And even though we know he will eventually probably become the hero of the show. But I do like that idea of Val-El maybe showing up in the fortress. I, I sort of assumed he'd be back some in some capacity because we don't see him. Uh, we don't see his ending. We just see him almost towards his ending. So, you know, comic books and stuff. But I, I really like that idea of him popping up in the fortress. Uh, that's a That would be a great idea. Yeah. yeah. So what did you guys think of the politics, the different guilds and uh, binding and sort of all of that, that world of Krypton type, type of stuff? It really, uh, the thing that really stuck out to me was when uh, Seg and uh, Nissa put their thumbs on the thing in the Genesis chamber and it showed their child and just his progression throughout the whole life and how boring and dry it is. <laughs> it really makes me see why Jor-El uh, wanted to have a natural birth child. It makes so much sense now. And you can see pr- after hearing him talk, he probably passed down those ideas to his son, Jor-El in this so it's that's the one thing that stuck out to me it was a bit of man of steel too which i really like yeah and this is the the part of the show that so far i'm less interested in and i'm i'm hoping they kick up the the sci-fi elements of it because like you said earlier tom this is a lot of it could just happen on earth and it it really reminds me a lot of like the young adult dystopian future novels where people are split into different groups and you know, you're in this group and you're assigned and you don't get to choose your partner and they they figure out people's lives and assign them to a job beforehand. Like that's a trope that's been used a lot of times and, and those kind of stories. And so while you can always do something new and fresh and interesting with that, I hope that they they mix in a lot more of the sci-fi and DC elements into that to to give it a, a new twist so that it's not kind of the same story that we've seen a hundred times before. Well, I, I did. I, I'll disagree with you there because I did enjoy that stuff. I I like the seeing. You know, it's a completely different. It's a completely different government. It's a it's a different rankings and guilds. And yeah, there's definitely some of that we see in in other types of sci-fi, especially the young adult stuff, like you mentioned lately. But I thought it was different enough and unique enough, I guess, because I don't watch as much of that stuff. So it did yeah. still feel fresh to me, and I liked. Um, I like seeing, like we said, I, like I said, I would. I want to see more lean heavily more into the uniqueness of Krypton. But what we did see, I did like the the sets and everything, the the interior sets especially. I liked uh, felt felt like something that made sense. You know, having a pub, but it was it looked alien and unique. I like that. This whatever the heck that arm bomb type thing was, uh, I liked seeing that. And yeah, it's just more stuff I want to see like that in the future. Oh, I agree. That looked so cool. What do you guys think about over on the House of Zod? uh how they revealed the mother daughter relationship i thought that was so like that that blew me away that when we found out that they were mother daughter was after the dagger was in her hand yeah that was that was a really good reveal and they've they did make a lot of good choices in this first episode because it's to set up really quickly all of these existing relationships and to to show you you know to at least give you a glimpse into this character and what motivates them and that kind of stuff and that was that was probably the best that they executed that is that reveal there because you you learn a whole lot about that family and the things that they're they're doing and they're going through and their values just in that little act so yeah i thought they did a really cool job with that yeah and ogbamu as alura zad she was definitely a standout for me in this you know one of the biggest standouts for me in this episode she looks awesome fighting and 
if you don't know, if she looks familiar to you, she was a, an Amazon and Wonder Woman in Justice League. So she's got experience as a warrior and she did great in that. And very, she seems to be a deeper character than on the surface. Um, I like to think that she was doing the elves a favor by <laughs> killing them, as terrible as that sounds, because she had just said that she could do something worse than death. And, you know, at that point, you know, the elves were basically done any done in any way. And so I think I kind of think she was doing the right thing. And she she knows she spared Sag as well because she got him out of there and said he wasn't there. Um, and obviously she knows something's going on with Sag and Lyda. So I, I really liked her character and she seems very complex and definitely someone I'm going to be looking forward to in the future. Oh, agreed. She's totally badass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But outside of that, I think the I liked Kem and Lyda, what we saw from them. But those are two of the characters that sort of we didn't we just didn't get a lot from along with Adam Strange. And I like their setup, but we need a lot more development from them in the coming weeks. Agreed. What do you guys think of Darren? V- Is it Darren Vix? Am I getting the name right there? The pan for the House of Ra guy. Yeah, Darren Vex. <laughs> what do you guys think of him? He sort of he seems like a sort of simple uh evil guy right now or antagonist anyway he's uh i don't know i'm interested in him but he he yeah i I guess we need to see more of him as well but he just sort of comes off as a simple bad guy one episode in yeah he like you were talking before he doesn't seem as complex as alirazad he seems more like singly motivated and just bad which you gotta have to have some of those characters sometimes just a small thing i noticed right at the beginning the actor that plays him elliot cohen he in the right light he kind of looks like russell crowe and so i was just like oh man and that it was just a little confusing because we're on krypton and i'm seeing russell crowe but it's not really russell (laughs) crowe he absolutely does look like russell crowe with gerard butler's facial expressions yes Um, (laughs) that's the exact same thing that i thought in there and I, i thought that was pretty neat i wonder if you know uh, i'm sure you got it the job from his acting ability but that probably didn't help hurt i mean yeah i, I put above him pan that's the only note i made i was more interested in his daughter to be honest with you because she kind of made the implication that she can kind of control him so i really kind of liked her little scene that she had i thought that there's a lot more there's a lot deeper to dive in with her yeah she also seems like a more complex character although how how what are the chances that now Two DC shows heroes have been binded, for lack of a better word, with uh, Anissa and forced to marry Anissa. <laughs> <laughs> Just how it happens, I guess. But yeah, it's it's like you said, Travis. It's kind of the Romeo and Juliet subplot that we have. Uh, with them but yeah there's a that's just one of the one of the things that they've set up. There's so many different things. Have we have we covered Black Zero yet or whatever the heck that is? No, I mean they didn't do too much in there, but I I like that they're mentioning Black Zero. I think that can be a, a threat in the future. It's a terrorist type group and it's got a big basis in the comics dating back a while and well, not big, but they've been around for a while. And and also the Black Zero term is Man of Steel, that's what the, the ending was called, the Black Zero event. Uh, when the Kryptonians were trying to terraform the Earth, that's that's what that's called there. So that has big implications potentially down the line for the show. Yeah, yeah, but like we're two hundred years in in the past, and that group doesn't seem like it's doing well. It's going about it the wrong ways, but they don't want that uh, religious government thing on the top. So it seems like they're not they're going about it the wrong way, but they don't want the hierarchy that's there now. So it's, you can actually see what like their point of view and what they're going for. 
So I kind of like maybe you you could even get Seg supporting them or helping them. That's a whole different storyline that we got to see going forward, which is wicked. Yeah, yeah. And so Black Zero and many of the other things. There's tons of little Easter eggs in there that are just from potential storylines that they'll touch on in the future to just moments of Superman's history that I, I liked. I thought I thought the planet uh, Seg saying that Adam Strange was from some planet like Detroit that reminded me of. Zod saying Planet Houston, Planet Houston in uh, Superman 2. I thought that was a cool little nod. And Adam Strange, I think his cigarettes were Lutherellos. So uh, Lex Luthor is apparently making his impact even on Krypton. And also the score where you you saw the strong hints of, of John Williams' Superman theme. I thought that was really cool and done well in a, a sci-fi type of way. The last yeah. shot when they walk hand in hand, when Adam Strange hands in the cape and leaves, and the score kicks in, perfect. <laughs> yeah, I can't say enough nice things about the score. Like I said before, it it really does put you even more so than some of the the other alien things on the show. It really puts you in the mood of like this is a sci-fi show and you're on an alien world and everything. I think they just did a, a fantastic job with it. Yeah, I hadn't heard of the composer. Pinar Toprak before she apparently did according to IMDb she did work on additional work on Justice League um, but I, I thought it was overall really well done from from start to finish and it fit the setting of Krypton you could tell they put a lot of work and time into this for sure yeah but I, I agree hopefully we get more development on the Adam Strange and we really just get a brief introduction to him and Brainiac at the very end basically everything Brainiac we I think we'd already seen in trailers but they're just sort of setting it up. He's out there. Um, apparently, Valel knew something like him was was out there, and so that's. I'm very curious how that fits in. Is that Brainiac who has fought Superman before, and he's now going back and thinks it will be easier to to sort of take out Superman at the source, or is this you know a Brainiac from 200 years ago, or 200 cycles ago anyway, who? is trying to take down Krypton on his own and doesn't even know about Superman. Maybe this is where he gets the city of Kandor. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's just a whole other story that there's a lot of storylines that they they set up and I'm I still I want more from Adam Strange. Um but I know I need to be patient with that because there's a lot of stuff they set up and that they need to to work on. But yeah, the getting Brainiac involved in the first episode right at the end. Um hopefully we'll get to see him soon in action. That yeah. and I would like to see the we got to find out who or what the House of Ra, Ra like figurehead guy is. Yeah, right. They didn't really explore Rao, the the multiple headed guy, very much. The, yeah, I'm just I wonder what they're going to do with that. Obviously, he has a big influence, and I'm wondering what exactly that is. And that's one of the things I'm looking forward to is how they balance the threat of Brainiac versus the the core story on Krypton, the government and the tyranny and how um, there might be some sort of overthrow, eventual overthrow of the government and redoing of the class and guild system. Uh, what, what all are you looking forward to going forward, Travis? I want to see the storylines with Seg and who he ends up with either Nyssa or Lita. And that's one of the things I want to see. I really hope that we get a moment where, he puts his thumb on the uh, thing in the Genesis chamber, and we get a Jor-El uh, 
little Jor-El Easter egg. So I'm hoping to see that soon too. Yeah. Yeah. I want to, I want to see that as well. And I've said it before, but I want to see more Adam Strange and you know, why, why is he there? How did he get there? What is his past before that? Um, yeah, I'm, I want to see more of this sci-fi world and what makes it different than earth. And so I don't know, there's, they could do that through any of the storylines. And so there isn't really one of the storylines other than Adam Strange that is more interesting than the others to me so far, just because we've only seen a little bit of it. It's more just through those storylines, how can we explore the the differentness, the alienness of this world? Yeah, I agree with you there. There's a lot of things that, I'm set up, that are set up well enough that I'm interested in them going forward with Adam Strange and Brainiac. I also want to see, we really just get a look at Kandor in this first episode. And I'm kind of wondering if we get a bigger look at Krypton as a whole. Um, is it like, you know, is Kandor basically a representation of the entire planet? Or is this planet or is this city very different to everything else? I hope we kind of get to explore that going forward if there's other other stuff out there. Uh, and yeah, also the, the daily life, the alien stuff. I want to see more and more of that. This This whole world that they've created and just continuing to see unique things from that angle agreed all right well i guess that is all we have for krypton i think that was it's a show we definitely recommend checking out for i think if you're a fan of superman and want to know some history if you are a uh if you're a superhero or sci-fi fan i think it's it's worth checking out anyway to to see if it's something you'd be interested in and i i think a lot of people will enjoy it and it's it's while you can get it for free you might as well watch it and see if it's something that you you like um Travis, why don't you let everybody know where they can get a hold of you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Travis underscore 156. Just drop me a line and we can chat DC anytime. All right. Well, that's all we have for today. Thanks for listening and we'll be back tomorrow.